You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. What's up, guys? Welcome back to episode 141 of Psychotic and Iconic Policy here along with my co-host Nick Theories and Philly Phil. Thank you to everybody that's tuned into the live stream tonight. If you haven't done so already, please go ahead and share it. Thank you to everybody that likes, follows, and subscribes to all of our platforms. What's up, Theories? Uh, disappointed, man. Why? Oh, oh, my guy. I didn't think. Ah. My guy retired, and I fucked up today. My wardrobe. I should have wore the Brady jersey. I really fucked up. Damn. I know. You're not a real one. Oh, I'm a real one. I've been there since day one. Check my resume, dog. Yeah, yeah. have you? I got 141 episodes uh, of, of uh, proof. I what more do I need to say? Nothing. You said enough on Tom Brady. I know. But we're going to start out tonight with Tom Brady of retires for good. Crying on the beach. That was a... Uh, that hit, bro. That was upsetting, dude. It was the that end hit, of an era. Man. That hit. What do you think? Start, let's let's start off with some positives. What do you do, number one? Do you think he's retired? Yeah. Do you actually think it's, it's over? Good? It's over for him. Yeah, he's done. It's, Me too. It's, it's it sucks to say, but yeah, he he is he's done. He's done. He's done for good. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Um, but I'm happy for him because like he needed to go out, bro. He, yeah. he could just go be with your family, bro. You've yeah. been in the game for 23 years. You don't you don't need this to stick around. Not after last year, too. Like, I don't think he wants to go out like that. But at the same time, if he does it again and they go eight and nine again, you know, I, I it doesn't look that good. So for him, just to just bow out gracefully, move on, go spend time with your family. And uh he had an awesome career, man. It, he gave me my best memories as a kid. I definitely think he's done, uh, to be honest. I don't think he's coming back. Um, you could hear it in his voice. Yeah. Like he knew, like you you felt you felt like the pain because he got choked up at the end too. So it was. He's been through some shit this year, though. I know. Well, he's got one more ring to chase, and that's putting a ring back on his wife's finger. Well, you know who his favorite ring is. The next one. The next one. Yeah. yeah. So, what was your greatest moment? Yeah. Thank you, brother. Right. Let's go. All right. All right. Let's, let's we'll cheers to that one. Yeah. Appreciate you, Chef. Sheffield Shuffler brings over beers. He's in the building. All right, you ain't gonna do your cheers with me, bro? You gonna sip before you cheer? Damn. India Pale Ale. Tastes a little like curry, but that's all right. <laughs> that's crazy, fam. All right. What do you think was Tom Brady's greatest moment? Wow. I mean, there's so many of them. But if I had to pick the one, man, I would I would say the undefeated season. That was amazing. Against the Giants, it was week 17. Him and Moss broke the all-time season uh, single-season record for passing touchdowns and uh, catching touchdowns for Moss in the same throw that was the best moment that is so iconic even though the record doesn't hold true today it sucks but that was an iconic moment at the time because 50 touchdowns was unheard of and that was the first year he got randy moss they exploded and that was the real that was when tom brady started putting up stats stats mm -hmm. that was the moment where he got like i feel like he got more confident in his ability in terms of which just letting it rip. Which was weird. You know what's crazy about that though? Because after that happened, you're right. You start putting up size. He didn't win a Super Bowl after that for seven years. Uh, that was 07. Yeah. And he didn't yeah. win one because he went a decade without one. Yeah, 04 to, to 2014. To 2014, yeah. he didn't win one. Um, I would probably say my he lost, he lost two of them that in that span, though. He lost yeah. to the the Giants twice. Giants twice. Yep. I would probably say his greatest Super Bowl, I mean his greatest moment for me. Man. There's so many of them. Dude. It's hard I would probably say if you really look at it, the 28 to three comeback. I mean, that's that's got it. That is the single most iconic game 
in the history of the NFL. That was on my list. Because like when you look at the at the at, at halftime of that game, he threw the pick. Yeah. Too and everybody's laughing. We were together. Yep. It was 21 to 3, he threw the pick. And it was like, all right, this is over. And everybody thought he was done. Because he was getting waxed by them, and the and then obviously he wound up winning. Mm -hmm. But for me, that was like his greatest moment, my my actual favorite moment in the history of his tenure there. But it's not really his moment. The Bill Belichick, when they were winning like fifty two or forty five seven, forty five zero against was it the, the Dolphins? Redskins? It was the Redskins at the time. Yeah. They were playing the Redskins. They were up like forty five nothing. He put in the backup. He threw a pick. I think it was Matt Castle. Matt Castle threw a pick six. He threw a pick six, and they put Brady back in. That's my favorite moment and Brady of all came time. In and scored a touchdown. And then they won 52 to seven or something yeah, like that. Was, that was, is my favorite moment, but that's more of a Belichick moment that I'll never forget ever because that, I remember hysterically laughing at that. He threw a pick six and he put Brady back in. Man, we're never going to see that again, bro. Never. Like, I'm I'm going to miss that more than anything. Yeah. Like, those, like, man, I'm, like I said, bro, he gave me my best childhood memories, bro, because I was such a big fan of Tom Brady from the rip. And I know he went through a lot of shit throughout his career, but I always had his back, man. And, um, yeah, man, it's I can't believe it's over, dude. I don't have enough words at the moment because I haven't really processed it totally. Yeah. So I haven't really thought like too much of how to put words together to formulate how I really feel at the moment, but I will. That's how I'm gonna be with when LeBron goes. Yeah. I don't know because that was now you're gonna be shocked. It's gonna take yeah. you a little bit to get, you know, to gather your thoughts and gather your favorite memories. And um, yeah, man, it's it's over, dude. It's oh, it hurts, bro, but you know. Life goes on. Now, what was your favorite Super Bowl? For what Tom? you just said, bro, the 28 to 3. That's why I didn't pick it as my favorite moment. That's not my favorite Super Bowl of his, though. Okay. But go ahead. Go ahead. Tell right. me well, why. I mean, 28 to 3, bro. I mean, just being at my friend's house, uh, the Brawl Bents, Wood Lane. Shout out to Wood Lane. That was one of my favorite Super Bowls, bro, of all time. We were all there. Uh, halftime hit. They were down 21 to 3. We were on the porch, smoking miles ripping cigarettes we were doing all that bro i was chiefing out I could, there i can still I taste the menthol i can still taste the menthol then uh jimmy, shout out mama broads yeah jimmy Provito, <laughs> uh james played uh any given sunday the speech and i'll never forget that man and then it happened to apply to the second half when they came back that was that was insane bro to come back from 28 to 3 in the super bowl that is <laughs> that's legendary that's iconic that is that that's amazing, bro. I, I that would never leave my mind. That is etched in my in, in my head forever. Just the the whole memory of it. I mean, how could it not? What's your favorite memory? My favorite memory was the 2014 Super Bowl. So I guess it was 2015 when they beat the Legion of Boom. Yep. And I think that was for me because that was the moment that I remember. That's when I stopped hating Tom Brady because I was a Peyton Manning fan, and I was the argument that Peyton Manning was better. You know, that entire time. Obviously, I, I turned out to be incorrect. Yeah. But that was when I stopped hating Tom Brady. And it was because he threw for like 150 yards in the first quarter against that defense. They were down 20, what was it, 28 to 14 or something like that? It was 24 24-14. Yeah, they, were, they, might they won 28-24. Yep. And it was just, you know, the Malcolm Butler interception and seeing him go crazy on the sideline. That, was for me, was the Super Bowl where I'm like, all right, like Tom Brady does it again. That defense was fucking good, bro. Yeah, and they he threw because he threw the, the what I forget who it was caught that was it might have been Tyler Lockett made that crazy catch on the sideline. No, it was um, what's his name? Fuck, it wasn't Baldwin. No, it was. Wait, it might have been Baldwin. No, it was Jermaine Curse. Jermaine Curse, number Jermaine sixteen. Curse caught that, and I remember laughing. And we were saying, me, and we were saying it, um, because we used to watch all the Super Bowls together. Yeah, and we were saying, we're like, oh my god, like is it's going to go out again? Because we were comparing it to the Manning, the Mario Manningham catch, and, the, and David Tyree. It was like, damn, he's going to lose another Super Bowl to a miraculous catch. Yep. That's that, that's what, and I then obviously Russell Wilson threw the pick. Yeah, but either way, that was my favorite Super Bowl of Tom Brady, and I that's just for those reasons. That's what it is because that was when the moment where I turned the tide and I stopped hating Tom Brady because he won it again, and it was just like, damn. Now what he did after that, I mean, nobody really saw coming, and it kind of messed everybody up because it, it was like all right, Super Bowls later. What are, what are you supposed to do? Because he didn't win one for a decade. Yeah, like I said, so it's like all right, like all right, I guess he's done. So from that point on, when he won his fourth. He he went to four more Super Bowls, going three and one, lost into the Eagles. Yeah, even in that Eagles loss, five hundred yards. He passing, for it was a record. They never punted. That was insane. Yeah, and he lost. And it was Eagles a backup. Yeah, 
you lost to Nick Foles, Corey Clement. Like, I mean, there were so many unsung heroes. Well, it's funny. Like, his his losses are just hilarious. Like, he'll beat Patrick Mahomes. He'll beat Russell Wilson in his prime. But then he'll lose to Eli Manning and, and Nick Foles. The weirdest thing ever. And he beat the greatest show on turf. And, do you and think that if he could take back, if he could redo history, do you think he would lose the 28-3? to Or do you think he would complete the perfect season? Complete the perfect season. I think the same thing. Yeah. Because at that point, you are etched in history as the best team of all time. I agree. But also, there's something to be said about getting blown out in the Super Bowl. Because Peyton Manning got blown the hell out. What was it, 43-8? to eight? It was. Oh, Peyton yeah. Manning. Now, that was different when they played the Legion of Boom the first year. But that hurt Manning's credibility a little bit. 100%. Even though he won his last year, yeah. it's still, people remember, he got blown out in the Super Bowl. Yeah. Brady played in 10 Super Bowls, and they were all by, like, one-score games. All of them, I think, were one except by for goal. Except for the last game against the Chiefs. Yeah, and to piggyback— That was the biggest win. To, to piggyback, as a Peyton Manning fan, what sucks for me is, is when I realized, like, the argument was no good anymore. When you look at the Super Bowls, he beat Cam Newton and Rex Grossman, mm -hmm. and he lost to Drew Brees and Russell Wilson. So he lost to the upper echelon guys and beat the lower echelon guys. So, like, it's tough because— I don't see nothing wrong with that, and here's why, bro, because those teams have really good defenses, too. Correct. Now, here's the thing. When Devin Hester returned that opening kickoff for a touchdown, I remember well, at the I time, remember, I'm we like, were, oh, we, my we God. We were at Tom's house. Oh, we were. We were at Tom's house. And I'm like, oh, forget. my God, is this really going to happen? You know what's funny? I think somebody called that, too. So my, one of our friends were like, yeah, Devin Hester's going to run it back for a touchdown. Watch. It might have been Ryan Dock. Yeah. Actually, one of, somebody said it. I'll never forget it, dude. It was like one of those things that was like, damn, I, I just remember somebody saying it. I don't remember who, but I remember hearing it. And it happened. I it might have been D-Lane, actually. Danger Zone. I think it was Danger Zone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out Danger Zone. Yeah, I miss, I miss D-Lane. Um, do you think any of Tom? Hey, hold on, hold on, hold on. Shouting out Danger Zone is fucking crazy, man. <laughs> that is insane. He's amazing. He is. Uh, that's my guy. So, tell, do you think any of his scandals will play into how he's remembered? No, I don't think so. Why not? Uh, because of how he bounced back. Because if if you thought that he won those those rings by cheating, then the rings that he won legit, what do you say about? It, it, he backed up his credibility by winning the Super Bowl. He said, all right, you think I deflated footballs? Fuck you. Watch this. Two weeks later, that's when he beat Seattle. Seattle, 2014. And he was suspended the first four games. Yep, and he and he, he remembered that. Now, because here's the thing with me. Do I think he will be – they'll, they'll play into how he was remembered? No. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. That's not the Super Bowl where they deflated. No, that was against that was the Ravens. 2016. Yeah, that was against the Ravens. They didn't that's win the right. Super Bowl that year. They did in 2017. That was a comeback year. Yeah. Because he got he yep, that's, that's right. Yeah. So there was no scandal there. I don't I don't think. It was 2014, bro. 2014. Yeah, but there was no scandal in 2014. I thought that was the year he was suspended for the first four games. No, the, no, that the year that he was suspended was the Falcons Super Bowl. Was it? Yeah, because the first game he came back was against the Cleveland Browns. Okay. I'll never forget it. Okay. It was 2017. So I don't think that they'll play a role in them because they don't really play a role right now. Everybody just is already saying you're the GOAT and everything, and nobody brings it up. However, I will say it's it's odd because Barry Bonds is full of scandals. But Barry Bonds never served a suspension. It was 2014. I know. In the 2014 days. He missed the first four games of the season, bro. That's what I'm saying. I See, I knew I, was, I wasn't tripping. Damn. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I don't pay attention to scandals. I'm a Brady guy. <clears throat> no, it's, uh, I, I am, but I, I don't pay attention to scandals because I think they're all bullshit. So anyway, Barry Bonds has been remembered for scandals, and he was never suspended any games. So I think it's, you know, it's a little bit, it's, you know, it's a slippery slope. I don't think he ever will be, but there will always be people out there that mention them. But I just think that he was so great no matter what that they kind of just get swept under the rug. Even though, like, it should be for Barry, too, because I think Barry's the best baseball player ever mm -hmm. Well, for, that I've seen. But you know what I mean? That's what it was. It took a whole year in court. Yes. And then he got suspended the, 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 the following, following year because they went to the, the Supreme Court. Not the year after, but it was the following year. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's right. You're right. You're right about so, it. But anyway, yeah, no, I don't think they will. However, it just kind of sucks because, like, you know, there were multiple scandals around him and Barry Bonds, but Barry Bonds gets shit all over, and Tom Brady's kind of got swept under the rug. It's so. funny, though, because, like, nobody really, it, it, like you said, it got swept under the rug, but I don't feel like nobody talks about that anymore. Who? The scandals. No, that's what I'm saying, because he was so great after them that there was, 
again, with the Buccaneers one, the Rams gave one, him credibility. Correct. There was it, nothing you can do. Yeah. And winning the Super Bowl after the football thing. If he didn't win against Seattle and didn't win another Super Bowl, and he had three Super Bowl rings in a 23 year career, yeah. and the only ones he won was the Spygate, then you have a then you have a case. The Spygate one still irks me because it was against the Birds. Yeah. That sucks. Yeah. But and then Josh McDaniel got caught the next year doing it in Denver. Well, the thing is, is I, I don't understand why they burn the tapes. Show the tapes. Why would you burn them? Well, I mean, you had evidence on there of of them fucking stealing your uh taping your walkthroughs and they said that it was like the IO boys. Yeah, well then show <laughs> show the tapes then. Yeah. That's a fair that's a, because everybody in the league should deserve to know that. Agreed. That's my thing. Yeah. I, they shouldn't have burned the tapes. And now I'm wondering what was on the tapes. Yeah. I don't know. Last thing before we move on. Do you think Tom Brady retires as a Patriot? I sure hope so, man. That's how I remember him as a Patriot. I don't think he will. I think, I think there was too much bad blood when he left with the whole Bill Belichick stuff. I'm going to disagree with that. I think he's a Patriot, bro. That's that's where he grew up. That's That was where he became a man, bro. Like, he grew up there. He was there for 20 years. That's, that's about almost half his life. I'm going to say yes. I think he's going to sign a one-day contract with Kraft. Because him and him and Robert Kraft have a mutual respect. Like, yes. They love each other. Brady missed. Well, it's more practice. than respect for Kraft. Well, yeah. And and Brady too. Because Brady left practice to go to to, to Kraft's wedding on in the week of the game. Yeah. So there's a respect there that I think that Brady will 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 honor. And and truthfully, I think so. I think he loves him so much that he yeah. will do that. I don't think he will, but he should. Because Peyton Manning didn't, even so he, though it's a little bit different of a scenario. So is he gonna retire as a Buccaneer? Uh yeah. Wow. I believe he retires yeah, I, a buck. I, I would be shocked if that happened. Yeah. Tr truthfully, I'd be shocked. Yeah. I think he retires as a buck. Wow. Wow. Really? Yep. Why? Because I don't, because I, I think when he left New England, I don't think that it was left on good terms. And I think that the team that was around him was trash and he was taking pay cuts. And I think he took that very personally. I don't think he wanted to leave either. But at that point, it was like, you know, it was all about Bill Belichick. And then he left there. Ran it down their throat by winning a Super Bowl, and mm -hmm. that's that. And, but I, I just similar to Peyton Manning. I know they're different scenarios. Peyton, they because they gave up on Peyton the draft Andrew Luck, but Peyton Manning retired as a Bronco. I'm just reading that right now. Actually, he did. He spurned the Colts one day deal and retired as a Bronco. Yeah, because he didn't like what Jim Irsay did. Because Jim Irsay forced him out after they went one in fifteen with Jacoby. I agree, Rousset. but the relationship between Peyton Manning and Jim Irsay is a totally different relationship between Robert Kraft and Tom Brady. We don't know that though. It could have been the same way until that happened. I'm going to disagree though, bro, because he, like I said, he left practice, which means a lot to him. Yeah. To go to somebody's wedding in the middle of the season, that that's a lot of respect, bro. You got to think about it that way. That relationship, I, I don't think, is ever fractured. Maybe the Belichick relationship to a degree, but mm -hmm. I feel like Brady and Belichick have a, have a mutual respect for each other. I don't think there's any bad blood, truthfully. I really don't think that. No? I, I just don't. I, it's hard It's hard, It's hard. hard to, to believe that at this point. I mean, it's been three, four years now, and I, I just don't see that. I don't see there's any bad blood. All right. All right, guys, moving on. Where will these quarterbacks land next season? Thanks, Phil. <laughs> I was waiting on that. I was looking at the screen. All right, Nick, Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy G. Jimmy Gangster. Where do you think he goes? Uh, I think he's going to Commanders. Really? Yeah, I do. Shit. Because, like, they're a team that, like, yeah, they're a quarter. They need a quarterback, but their quarterbacks don't have to do much. They have a pretty good roster. Mm -hmm. I think I think he can. I think he would succeed there, actually. I think he'll do all right. I think he's going to the Saints. Wow. Really? Yep. I think he's going down to New Orleans. Wow. That's That'd where I believe be Jimmy G goes. Yeah. And I like him there, too. I think he would succeed. Um, Kamara, he's got the strong run game like the 49ers. He's got, no, uh, what's his face? I think they'll the be rook. pretty, I, be, I think they'll be way better than guy? they were. Chris Olave. He's a beast. Yeah. Michael Thomas, he doesn't love football anymore, but he's we'll see. But Chris Olave is a guy that, the Saints needed somebody with a rocket arm because that guy can go up and go get it. He's yeah. a burner, dude. So, like, I feel like they they need a quarterback that can actually sling the rock like that. Yeah. So, I don't know if Jimmy G fits that bill, but he fits the commander style, yeah. I think, more or less. Yep. All right, Derek Carr. Wow. You go first. Titans. Wow, really? Yeah. Mike, oh, Vrabel, Mike Vrabel gets his guy. Oh, my God. Well, he's definitely an improvement over... Tannehill. I don't know if he's the guy, 
but definitely an above average starter and better than Ryan Tannehill. So I got him going to the Titans. Wow. Where I had I, I tweeted something about Derek Carr. Um, I had him go into um, the Panthers. That's who it was, the Panthers. I think that's a fit there. Uh, Frank Reich, I think he would work really well with uh, Dave, uh, with uh, Derek Carr. He got you got um, you got DJ Moore. You got you got some pieces on there. You yeah. could run the football. You could take the pressure off of Carr. I think that would be a really good fit. I think they would need a, another wide receiver or so and a tight end. And I think they could be in really really good shape because they are their ability to run the football is top notch, bro. Yeah, agreed. Uh, the Commanders. Oh wait, who'd you say is going to the Commanders? Jimmy J. Jimmy G. All right. Uh, oh, Baker Mayfield. <laughs> is there a, is there a spot for? It? I think he'll I think he'll stay in in uh, L.A. I think he goes to the Commanders. Really? Yep. You think I, they're gonna they're gonna just give the franchise to to Baker for the year? I think that he. I think it, it it works because here's the thing: that team was in contention with Taylor Heineke and Carson Wentz. Okay. Baker Mayfield is better than both. I don't think that they have a high enough pick to get a quarterback, and I think that that's an opportunity where Baker Mayfield can go in and start. And we've seen with the with the right pieces around him, he can be effective. So I think Baker is going to the Commanders. And that's where he'll play. Well, if, if not, I think he stays with the Rams, but I don't think he wants to be a backup. And I think the commanders have enough pieces where he can succeed. Well, Jimmy G's an unrestricted, unrestricted free agent. Correct? Totally free. Yeah. So that's well, isn't so is Baker. Yeah. But if I had a choice between Jimmy and G and Baker, I'm going to take Jimmy G for the commanders. But that's a good, it's a good prediction. It's a, it's a you great think prediction. Jimmy G with, with Terry McLaurin. I mean, he's somebody that goes up and gets it too. And Baker yeah. Mayfield can throw the ball. Yeah. But I don't think they take too many deep shots. Well, that's because they don't really have a quarterback that can do it. But well, Carson Wentz in the beginning was throwing some with Jahan Dotson and things like that because they have a good trio. Because Curtis Samuel's good too. I think Baker's gonna stay in LA. I think that's a really good fit for him, especially with uh, Sean McVay. And yeah. if, if Stafford retires, who knows? The door might open for him. Yeah, yeah. You never know. I do like that. All right, uh, Lamar Jackson, Atlanta. I said this two months ago. You two, said longer three, than that, bro. Two, three months ago. I think it was three months ago, maybe. I said it was. It might have been the first week of November. I said it, Lamar Jackson is going to the Atlanta Falcons. That scheme fits him. Uh, the, his skill set with Mariota, they have like the same, like the similar skill set. Uh, obviously, Lamar is a way better player. I'm not don't don't. I'm not disrespecting him. What I'm saying is their skill sets are very similar. Like their style of play. Lamar can run just as good as it, it, way better than Mariota, and Lamar has a way better arm than Mariota. So, like, I think in Atlanta they had some success. Uh, with Mariota in the beginning of the season, they were in the NFC South contention. But if you add Lamar there and you have Kyle Pitts, which Lamar has a really good connection with Mark Andrews in Baltimore, I think Kyle Pitts can stick, uh, he could take a step up. Um, they have Drake London. If they can get a couple more pieces, they're going to be locked and loaded and they could run the football. They got Cordell Patterson and that kid, uh, Tyler Algier. He's awesome, dude. I know. He's really, really good. Like, I know he's he slept is. on type good i know so, he's good so they have two good running backs they got a tight end they got a wide receiver if they can get in a couple more pieces on the offensive line and get him another wide receiver lamar jackson's a slam dunk in atlanta i know i can't believe you were saying that too and then now it's actually becoming a thing because you the, were way ahead of that the the style fits that's yeah. why i saw it. And I michael like, vick okay. 2.0 yeah exactly right i have him staying with baltimore i think they figure out a way to get the deal done um i don't think they're losing them the only thing they got because here's the thing they could be a trade partner to go get DeAndre Hopkins. And if you give him DeAndre Hopkins, then you really know what he's about. Now, I think that Lamar Jackson's good. I think he's really good, to be honest. I think he's a B-tier quarterback and certified top 10. And I think he could do well with the Ravens. They just, they get the injury bug every year. Yeah, it's a weird, it's a weird situation. with Them and the 49ers every single year. I, I mean, they need to fire their medical staff, their medical staff. Yeah, they do. But they need a wide receiver desperately. That's what I'm saying. The Ravens have never had a Pro Bowl wide receiver. Wow. Really? They never had a Pro Bowl wide receiver. Never? Nope. Not even when Anquan Bolden went there? Nope. He was on his last legs because he came from Arizona. Think about it. Can you name a premier wide receiver that was with them? Steve Smith was old. Tory Smith was with Tory them. Yeah, Smith was good. He made the Pro Bowl. He nope. was good, though. He was good. Yeah. Um, Steve he had, Smith. You know what Tory Smith is known for? That bomb against against the Denver Broncos. Yep. Yeah, I'll never forget it, dude. I'll never. That was forget a sixty-yard pass in the air by Joe Flacco. I was living in Cherrywood at the time. I'll yeah. never forget it, dude. That was seventeen oh three Brentwood. That was wild. Yep. Shout out Brentwood. I'll never forget it. The roots. All right, Aaron Rodgers. Wow. Um, man. This is tough, bro. I'm going to say the Jets. 
I think the Jets are lined up to go get him. They have the draft picks. They have the team that can support his, you know, his skill set. Got Garrett Wilson, Brees Hall coming back. Um, they're they're really good, dude. Like I, I think the Jets would be awesome with Aaron Rodgers. The only thing that I'm worried about with him is the New York media. Like I, I don't know if he can handle that, but maybe he can. Who knows? So I know right now it's pretty big news. I think it's the Raiders. Wow. Because you saw what Devontae wow. Adams said on Twitter. He's going to move his neighborhood? Um, yeah. That's cool. And I just feel like right for them right now with their division, you got Sean Payton in there now. You got Justin Herbert, Patrick Mahomes, what's left of Russell Wilson. Yeah. They need to get a quarterback. Now, I don't think it helps them that much because that defense is still going to be awful, mm-hmm. but it'll definitely help their offense significantly, especially if they bring back Josh Jacobs. But I think right now that's that makes sense. And it's the AFC, even though the Jets are the AFC too. But going to the AFC, and I think that if he wants to go to the Raiders, the Packers would do right by him. The Raiders are even worse. Though, because if you think about it, they, that division's tough. That's what so. I'm saying. That's a really hard division. But if Rodgers goes there and doesn't doesn't succeed or doesn't make the playoffs, yeah, man, that's gonna be. Well, I mean, not for nothing, but the Jets, the Jets, they would have a really good team. But you have Buffalo in there, you have Miami, and you have the Patriots. Well, Miami's got question marks at quarterback. Well, I mean, look, so do the Jets. I get it. I know. I mean, so do the Buffalo, not and a quarterback, pa- and the Patriots. You have two teams that have either question marks at quarterback or kind of just an unknown. Mm-hmm. Then you have the Bills who are, going to, who are probably going to look totally different next year. They are. They're going to lose a lot of pieces. So that's what I'm saying. Yep. So that division may take a step back as a whole. That, I don't that's know. That's why Aaron Rodgers would be perfect there because I think yeah. he could lift that team to a division title. Well, look, they are just or, a quarterback. They're a legitimate quarterback away from being contenders because they were 7-3 and three this year with, I mean, Zach Wilson. bottom of the barrel, yeah. bottom five quarterback. Yep. So the Jets would be the perfect landing spot for him. I just think that he I think he's gonna want to go play with Devontae Adams again. I think I think Joe Douglas is gonna do everything he can to go get Aaron Rodgers. He's aggressive yeah. like that. Remember he got Brett Farr? Yeah. Got, got far. Yeah, he got him. He was he, I can't believe he was a jet, bro. That's I know so crazy. he was horrible in the Jets. He was, yo. And then he went to Minnesota and popped. Yeah. Calipari flow. Yeah. He did, yo. That was yeah, that was that was crazy. But yeah, I can see Aaron Rodgers as a jet. What do you think about Ryan Tannehill? Uh, I think he's going to stay put in Tennessee. Really? I do, because I don't know where else he can go. And, the Panthers. And is Tennessee a attractive destination? You have an aging running back at Derrick Henry. I'm not saying that he's washed, right? I mean, he's the, probably he's top three running back in the league. Yeah. But outside of that, what do you got? You got Traylon Burks, a rookie a rookie uh, wide receiver last year. Um, he, he, he's had some injuries as well. I, I, I don't see anything enticing about the Titans right now. Um, in terms of wanting to go there. So I think they're going to stick with Tannehill. I think Tannehill goes to the Panthers. Oh, he's a restricted free agent. I think Vrabel's done with him. That could be very true. I think Vrabel's done with him. And like I said, I think that Derek Carr is going to the Titans. The only thing tricky about Derek Carr is he holds the key to his future because he has a no trade clause. So would he accept the trade to the Titans? I don't know. Derek Carr? Oh, I think he's gone, dude. No, I know that, but he has a no trade clause. So if they try to trade him to some bum-ass squad, yeah. He's not accepting. Well, he's yeah. He would be in control at that point. That's what I'm saying. But what he I'm saying is, I know, but I, I, I think, I mean, yeah. I, that's why I don't know the Titans and Derek Carr. I don't see that. Tannehill is probably going to stay put. I mean, he might even he might not be the starter. I don't know what they think about Malik Willis. I mean, I think you knew all you need to know because there were times where Tannehill was playing terrible, and then like in the preseason, they pulled him and said that they want to see him throw more. And it's like the dude just had a 50 yard run. Uh, Malik Willis. Malik Willis. Well, yeah, I want to see him throw. You, you have to, bro. I mean, I get it, but Justin Fields—they figured out a way to get Justin Fields involved. Like sometimes you have think, to do that. Yeah, but I think Justin Fields was kind of playing backyard football a little. He bit. was. I, mean, I think because he had no choice. He did. He, well, they have knew. a terrible offensive line and no wide receivers. Right. I think he knew that his best chances of success was running the football, and you know, because not for nothing, they had really nothing to work with. I like the kid Cole Komet that they have. He's good. I think he's really, really good. I think they really underutilize him. I think he's he's a, he's a really good player. I think he could take a step up um, if they can get a wide receiver on the outside to take to take the pressure off of him. But I, I really like that kid Cole Komet. I think he could ball. But I'm going to go with, again, I'm going to go with Tannehill staying with the Titans. They should also be a team that targets DeAndre Hopkins because that's how you figure out what's going on with Justin Fields. He needs to get somebody. Yeah, but again, does D-Hop want to go to the Bears? He wouldn't have a say. I know. He doesn't have a no-trade clause. And if they and they have a lot of picks, and they could pay him. I mean, they, he would go there for the right price. 
Guaranteed. Yeah. Ah, oh, man, that's that's gonna be tough. I, I, this this offseason is gonna be bananas, bro. Like next year's teams are gonna look so much different because they're gonna have a new quarterback. Well, the NFL free agency is starting to get like the NBA to an extent because here's the only thing: the only thing that will stop them is the salary cap rules. Because here's the thing: like Russell Wilson. There is no getting out of that. Yeah. Like if they could get out of it, I think the Broncos would trade them because is there a player more on the hot seat than Russell Wilson next year? Probably He's not. got a lot of pressure on him because now he, now he hires Sean Payton. You There's no excuses. Produce. However, I heard this by Julie Taylor. This is excellent that she said, if he does produce and he starts winning again, then you're going to be able to say, you know what the narrative is? You need a rock star head coach. You're not him. Wow. I didn't think, I didn't think about that. That's brilliant really take by her. I loved take. it. I was watching it. I'm like, but wow, like she's so smart. But that's like, what do you think of Pete Carroll then? I think Pete Carroll is a Hall of Fame coach. Wow. Uh, I think Pete Carroll is excellent. I mean, this year alone proved it. He just showed you that his system could could take a mid-level quarterback. Now, look. A Hall of Fame coach, that's really tough, bro. I know he won a Super Bowl, and he won convincingly. But that call in the Super Bowl with Malcolm Butler. It happens. It does. But when you talk about Hall of Fame coaches, I think of Andy Reid. I think of Bill Belichick. Yeah. I don't think of uh, Pete Carroll as a Hall of Fame coach because when he went to, he started his he started off in college and he went to the pros. He for, failed miserably. He failed. And he went back to USC. Then he went back to USC. Then he got a job with Seattle and he acquired the Legion of Boom and Russell Wilson. Well, they, I mean, he drafted Russell Wilson he too. Did. He did. But although they, they signed Matt Flynn, so who who knows how yeah. that history? So maybe, <laughs> yeah. let me take a step back. Maybe he's a not a contract. Maybe bro. he's not a Hall of Fame coach, but he's an upper echelon coach. If he has a couple more good years, yeah, and he makes a, a pretty deep playoff run where he takes the Seattle Seahawks to the NFC Championship game somehow, then you get then you have an argument. But he's really only had two, three good years as a coach. Well, I'm this year say. was good too. I mean, him and Russell Wilson were always in contention. The two Super Bowl appearances, and I will say this year was magnificent. Yeah, but in terms of coaching, he was in. I mean, he was in the playoffs in all the other seasons, I think, except for one or two, and it was when Russell Wilson got hurt. So I think I think Pete Carroll is a hell of a coach. It's just the problem is now is again you're going to run into with Russell Wilson. He needs an upper tier coach. Which look, I'm not trying to well, paint Carroll, it like that because here's the thing: Would Patrick Mahomes be Patrick Mahomes in Chicago? No, he has Andy Reid. Right. But however, Mahomes possesses all the skills that can, you know, with a, with a legit head coach. With proper coaching and the skill set, it's almost that's that's the result you're going to get. You're going to get five straight AFC championships. Donovan McNabb. Yeah. All the skills, all the tools. He got the perfect head coach and he was able to get everything out of the orange. Yep. That's, I mean, that, that right there, Sean Payton, Drew Brees. You know, they moved on, the Chargers moved on from Drew Brees. For Philip Rivers, I mean that's a mistake. Hall of Fame is tough though, man, because like, do you put Sean Payton in the Hall of Fame? Because he's nine and eight in the playoffs. Yeah, Pete Carroll's ten and nine. That's yeah. it's, it's five hundred. Yeah, you got to the playoffs. You played nineteen. I told you. I mean, I said this before. I think Sean Payton's a really good coach. I just think we're we're overvaluing him a little bit. I think he can be good. I think he. I mean, I know he's good. However, when I think of Sean Payton, I say this all the time. He got one Super Bowl. And no MVPs out of Drew Brees. I, in fairness, though, Drew Brees got robbed from Super Bowls, though. I mean, uh, from MVPs. I mean, I, I guess. His but... stats were just unbelievable. Yeah. That's why I have him in my top five. He was so fucking good, man. Yeah. No, I, I'm, I'm with you. I'm not saying that, like, nothing on that with Drew Brees. I'm just saying, like, that's why. I'm, remember when we were talking about the Cowboys? And I said, like, oh, Sean Payton goes there. Would I be worried? No. Why would I be worried? Drew Brees is better than Dak Prescott will ever be. So if he was only able to produce one Super Bowl out of Dak, yep. no M I'm one Super Bowl out of Drew Brees with no MVPs, he's going to get that and more with Dak? No, I just don't believe that. The funny thing is, is that I think people really do forget about how great Drew Brees, Big Ben were. Like, these guys were pre-social media. If they were what they were today with social media, oh, my God. Well, you know how I am with Big Ben. I say Big Ben is the most underrated quarterback of the 2000s. He was phenomenal. He was bro. amazing. He was so Put his great. stats up. Put You could put up his stats with Aaron Rodgers. But again. And they're better. If they were around during the social media era, they would get so much love, bro. 
they would have a, a couple memes, a, a couple memes of them, yeah, trashing them a little bit. But that's just the era. Well, not really with Drew Brees because Drew the Brees... microscope would have been a lot more on the player in terms of how good he is, the stats, winning, like all of that would have combined in today's world. They would have been loved way, way more. But now the kids, you know, they, you know, when you, when you think about Drew Brees, you think about uh, he he was pretty good. Now nah, he was not me. Amazing. Drew Brees was amazing. I love Drew Brees. He I was mean, fucking amazing. You got to understand with Drew Brees, the thing was Drew Brees. He was quiet. Yeah, Drew Brees. The only time I remember Drew Brees ever getting caught up in the media was the anthem shit. Yep, the national anthem stuff. Exactly. When he said about like his his grandpa serving the army and all that. Not to get into that, but that's the only time I ever remember Drew Brees making headlines for something other than football and when he donated all the all the stuff with katrina yeah and then he won the super bowl for them i agree and that's what you said that he's a legend there he's god he is and all right so the comments we got uh the godfather jimmy g to the bucks wow that would be something jimmy g following in brady's footsteps again that's interesting dave Derek Carr to the panthers makes sense i like to see mayfield in the nfc east <laughs> who said that uh, Dave, uh, Disco Dave, and then the Godfather. I think Lamar stays with the Ravens. That's interesting. I, I I just don't see that. I think that relationship is really broken. Huh? I think the Lamar and the Ravens situation. Out of all those, out of all of them, but outside of Derek Carr, I think Lamar Jackson's relationship is probably the worst with the with the team. He's I have on. to pause you for a second. Greasy's in here again, oh. and he wants to double or nothing the bet. Does he have bread? Greasy, no. greasy, do you have bread? If you don't have bread, then shut the fuck yeah, up. Bro. So here we go. Because yo, you owe my man two hundred dollars and you didn't honor your bet. I'll do something for him. That's, I, that's, that's not okay. honorable to it's me. It's okay. Though, bro. No, I no, 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 no. You gotta be a real one, bro. If you bet somebody and you lose, honor the bet. Don't go ghost for two weeks and then all of a sudden pop your his face. His Wi-Fi was and out. And then you want to go double or nothing. My Wi-Fi, yeah, your Wi-Fi is out. Well, then and now his card's broken. I get it. So it's wait, okay. So wait, you bet two hundred dollars. You have no bread and you have no Wi-Fi. My man, go get a job. <laughs> like, what are we talking about? It's okay. I will take a double or nothing because the Eagles are, and I don't care. I'm, we're going to be talking about this next week when we do our Super Bowl show. But I will double that. The bet is that the Eagles will beat the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. He has the Chiefs. I have the Eagles. So I'll be up four hundred. I won't get paid, and you can still come in here and have some fun with us. Why? Who's greasy? Like he greasy likes the Chiefs. Yeah. So that's he said, I trap for a living. Yeah. You tra you ran yourself right into that trap bet. So I'm I looking forward to. I trap yeah. for a living is insane. He sells Nick bags with stems and seeds. Yeah. <laughs> Nick bags. You still sell five dollar bags. Nuts. Uh, where were we? Uh, we oh, were sorry. just talking about the quarterbacks, but we were having some fun with Greasy, yeah. broke ass Greasy. Yeah. You need to hustle some more, dog. You may change your name. <laughs> yeah, for real. <laughs> for real, for real. Greasy struggle. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right, Greasy. We all, we all, we all struggle. All right, man. yo. All right, next topic. Favorite Super Bowl. All right, next. Excluding the 2017 Eagles, because that's obviously the best Super Bowl of all time until next Sunday. Which Super Bowl was your favorite? Wow. Um, I'm not, I'm not going to pick a, a Brady one. That's that's too obvious, right? Uh -huh. I'm going to say, wow, I the Steelers and the Cardinals. The Steelers and the Cardinals were was the best one, in my opinion. That game was so electric. It was amazing. When, that, when Larry Fitzgerald caught that pass and scored a touchdown, I was like, holy shit, the Arizona Cardinals are really going to win the Super Bowl. Then Big Ben goes down the field. Puts on a miraculous throw into the corner of Santonio San Holmes that rewrote the history. That was one of the best games because if you, if you remember that game, right before the half, uh, right before the half, James Harrison had a defensive touchdown for like 98 yards, and that changed the entire game. That was such a big moment because the Cardinals were getting they were getting ready to score a touchdown before the half. Instead, Pittsburgh was running it down for seven. So that was that game was so exciting because that game you had no idea who was going to win. When you were watching that game, you're like, "Damn, these teams are like neck and neck right now." Like you had no idea who was going to win that game. That game was the most memorable for me. I for, what was the year on that? Um, Cardinals, Steelers, Super Bowl. That was 2009. Nine. 2009. That was a hell of a game where the Steelers defeated the Cardinals 27-23. Ironically, Raymond James Stadium in Tampa, Florida, in 2009. That was amazing. That was my favorite. That was my. That was one of my favorite Super Bowls. My favorite Super Bowl is the 2007 
because Peyton Manning at the time gave me my argument that he was the GOAT. Was it 2007? When they beat the 08. 07 was the Giants. 08 was no. 07 was Giants. Was it 06? Because the Patriots went Patriots went undefeated in 07. Peyton Manning won and um it was Super Bowl XLI. 2007, bro. It was the 2006 season. Okay. That's, I'm sorry. Yeah, that's my bad. I, I was All right, my bad. Okay, I got you. I yeah, got you. The 2006 season. Against the Bears? Against the Bears because it was when, at the time, my favorite player in the league won his first Super Bowl. He's fucking And I love Peyton Manning forever, dude. I still love him. I still think he's the second best quarterback ever. I could maybe bring up some stats and paint some narratives and make him the best ever. Um, but nah, I don't know about I'm that. I'm just playing. No, nah, there is no, there is no debate. Tom Brady took the fun out of that. Dude, you know what's crazy? I, I hate myself. Like I hate my younger self for hating Peyton Manning. I didn't really appreciate him at the time. And that's how I was with Tom Brady. But you know what's funny? It's like I kind of switched a little bit when he went to Denver, and then he had success there. That was like, man, like I, I felt like the rivalry like was like kind of like it was always Colts Patriots. Then it became Broncos, Patriots, but I wasn't really too infatuated with the Broncos versus Patriots. Prior. It yeah. was always Colts, Patriots. They had the best games. They gave us the best entertainment, dude. Like, I, the, we're never going to see two prolific quarterbacks like that in their prime going at it like that. We could. I I, I, I don't did. know, but here's I the thing. We, about that, bro. Burrow and Mahomes have the opportunity. It was just special, bro. Just the moment, the memories, the games were just so fucking intense. It was a war. If you bro. were a Brady and a Manning fan, or even just a football fan in general, when you watch those games, you were on the edge of your seat every single time. It was awesome. So, I mean, now for you, what's your most memorable Super Bowl moment? Or do you want me to take this one first? You want to go first? Phil, uh, can you bring up this clip for me? Because this is just the image in my head because this is the best throw in Super Bowl history. And maybe the best throw I've ever seen in my entire life <laughs> from one of my favorite quarterbacks as a kid. And one of my favorite quarterbacks just spoke about till this. today, just spoke about this super bowl. I got to change the audio. Open. All good. This throw right here. You will never see a better throw. It's, it's in, in a bigger moment. It's top three ever. I don't know. I can't think of anyone off the top of my head where I'm like, that is a hundred definitively the best throw I've ever Manny seen. Manny was really good, Outside left. but this is to win the game. I mean, that is just look at that. You can't throw that any better. There's three Cardinals there. The like just to get that ball there so pinpoint accurately is unbelievable. Unbelievable. Very little space. Very little space. There was only one way to put the ball, and he put it there. It's you know what it reminds me of? You know, like those drills where you have like the circles you gotta throw the net. Yeah, and you got that is that's years of practice right there. I know it's unbelievable. Definitely that is insane. Right as well. Wow, that is With a great control. memory. I remember watching that legitimately that like it was yesterday. Out. All right, you can cut it, Phil. So that's your favorite? That's your favorite play? That's my favorite play, not excluding the Eagles. All right. That I'm, right there. My, my most play. memorable play, Philly Phil, play, play, play mine real quick. You're going to be surprised. I can't wait. You'll be surprised. This. this is a surprise. I'm sure the audience will be surprised too, but this this is sticks in my crawl forever. This sticks in my crawl for the rest of my life, and I'll never forget <laughs> I'll never forget. I'll never forget where I was. You know what's crazy? If they play this game right now, they probably blow him down. I was hurt. <laughs> they would have, actually, if you watched. They would have called him down. There it goes. Manning takes the snap. Back to throw. Under pressure. Down. Avoids the rush. And he's going to fight out of it. Still fights out of it. Now throws it deep downfield. <laughs> Wide open Tyree, who makes the catch. How in the world did he do that? I don't know. Look at the ball. The ball doesn't hit the ground. That's the most impressive thing in the world. You had a whole screen safety covering your back. How did he get away from it? And he didn't even knock the ball out. If the ball was deflected, it might get picked. Because it was in the middle of the field. It was the most dangerous throw you could ever do. You don't ever throw in the middle of the field a lollipop like that. And he did it. And it just happened to be. That was the most memorable for me in the Super Bowl moments because that's when I realized, yo, anything is possible. Anything can happen in a game. You know what's funny about that? When I look at that now, I feel bad. But when I watched it in real time, I loved it. I know you did. I was so happy. Because you hated Brady. And I probably texted you and, you and started saying, like, yo, Tom Brady was the best. Yeah. yeah of course you did. I probably did. Yeah, I know you did. Probably. Because I had to. Or I should have just texted you, oh, boy. 
Oh, I would have fucking been pissed. That's why I should have said, oh boy. Oh boy. We actually might have been together on that. I was at Brandon's. Hernandez? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I we was, were, I was yes. hurt, bro. I was so hurt, dude. I was so fucking hurt, bro. <laughs> that you is. Understand, bro. It's so funny. I cried. You, it's so crazy when you look back at when we were growing up and all the Super Bowls that we watched together and all the games that we watched together and like how we just picked those moments. We can pick things that are like images in our head from 15 years ago. I know. And you can remember. I mean, think about that. That was that was legitimately 15 years ago. You can remember where you were, but that's the beauty about sports, bro. Like you remember those moments where you were, when it happened, everything, who was there. Like, dude, that's that's beauty about sports, bro. Like those kind of moments are just legendary, bro. Like, I'll never forget those plays for the rest of my life. I know. And it's like it's funny because like when we talk about 28 to 3. Oh my god. The brawl bands, Woodlean. I mean, that was a I mean that that night was amazing. That was that was my favorite Super Bowl. The Eagles, the night the Eagles yeah. won the Super Bowl. I was at my brother's house with my brother, my dad, my uncle Frank. Dave and Steve said it was luck. It was luck. It was super lucky. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Lucky. Sometimes you need that though. But that's what you needed. Dude, it took that catch to beat that undefeated team. Yeah. That undefeated team was the best team I've ever seen, bro. The best team I've ever seen. They blew motherfuckers out, bro. They scored at will whenever they wanted. You know what's crazy? They took the knife into your heart, and they they just fucking hear me completely out. Completely turned it. If the Broncos win that Super Bowl over the over the Seahawks, do they have a case to rival that? Because they were break. It was Demarius Thomas, Eric Decker, Julius Thomas, and who was that running back? Mon- Monty Ball. They had a uh, No Sean Marino. No Sean Marino. Yep. If they win that Super Bowl. You could argue they had that Emmanuel that was. Sanders too, didn't they? Yes, it wasn't Eric Decker. No, Decker was on the team. It was Decker. It was Decker. Who was uh, Decker, Sanders was Welker, the third one? And Thomas. Welker. That's right. Holy shit! Yeah, uh, they had Welker, uh, Demarius Thomas, Julius Thomas, Julius Thomas, and who, who we just said his name, Eric Decker. Eric or, Decker. Yep. They had four. I forgot they had Wes Walker. Yep. So it my thing Sanders, is, yeah. if they win. Could they have rivaled that 07 team? I mean, because they were dominant well, too. They just got punked. Well, yeah, Peyton Manning threw the most touchdowns in history that year. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's I mean, what I was asking. Case. Absolutely, dude. That but they didn't finish the job, bro. They did. I mean, look, the Patriots didn't either, but they didn't get beat up like they that. didn't get blown out. You knew in the first five minutes that they were that it was a mismatch. But they also lost to a wild card team. Who? Oh, yeah, the Giants were a wild card. Yeah. I still think nine and seven. The, or I still something? think that was the best team in history. Their defense was fucking un- unreal, yeah. bro. I would say the same they, thing. They were so stacked, dude. 07, 07 Patriots, bro. Like, those teams were – that team was insane, dude. I know. The I fact know. that they didn't win that They scored insane. at will. I know. I That sucks. I, I always wanted Randy Moss to, to win a Super Bowl. I know. Did Wes Walker ever win one? I think he lost every single Super Bowl he played. He lost all of them. He lost three, right? Lost two with Brady and the one with Manning. One with Manning. Wes wow. Walker never won. Damn. At least not that I can recall right off the top of my head. Do you know that? <laughs> oh no no way who you got Wes Walker or Julian Edelman I would probably oh man who does more I would say Edelman does more I would take Edelman because he's tougher yeah but Walker dude we forgot about him bro he was a stud yeah that's true that's true. <laughs> I like Walker though but he dropped that fucking that, that pass in the Super Bowl that lost him and Brady Bowl. hated him he did. Brady hated him he for did, it. Bro. He dropped that super. He dropped it. But it, yeah. the pass could have been a little bit better, though. You got to yo, be fair. Got to make that catch. It, if it hits your hands, you got to catch it. And, yeah. and that magnitude of the moment, if he catches it, they win. Yeah. They I lost know. because of that. that. That hurt. All right, guys. Last topic before we get out of here tonight. Arian Foster comments on that podcast about the NFL being rigged. How did you interpret it? Because it seemed like he was trolling. I think he was joking. But. Everybody on Twitter seemed to take it like literal. And I was laughing because I'm looking and I'm like, I think he's fucking around because that's social media, bro. They clip up something real quick and then they put it out there to make it seem like it's real. That's what it was. They didn't, they didn't look at the whole context of the conversation. It was hundred percent bullshit. Yeah. There's I mean, here's no the thing. Way that's I, even I know we all laugh about it, but there are no scripts. It's not rigged, no. but at least on purpose. Like I'm not saying refs can't make bad calls and things. You just saw those two plays. You can't yeah. rig that, bro. I don't think that the NFL makes calls down and says like this one's got to win or that one's got to win. Like I don't. I don't even think that that's rational. However, I do think that it looks rigged because sometimes there the human element is part of the game. You talk about the refs. Yeah, and the you calls. and you I, make I mistakes. And now here's the thing: calls are object pass interference calls. They're objective. 
you don't like you're it there's some refs call it different ways yeah, yeah like, i get it here's the thing the one with the saints and going back to that the helmet the helmet hit against the rams yeah that, that was 100 percent. like that ruined the trip i remember sean payton screaming at the ref on the on the sideline you just blew a trip to this the super bowl's on the line they well they became a little bit tighter on their calls because of that. Yeah, but I'm just saying overall, it's the human element of the game. And sometimes it goes your way and sometimes it doesn't. Now, normally it doesn't go my way when I got money on the game because that's just I know. how my life thing. is. It's a weirdest thing It ever. always gets screwed up when my money's on it. Yeah. It never – like somebody never steps out of bounds on accident and it works in my favor. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Yeah, I know. Isn't that like, funny? I, like, like I bet the Bengals. If I bet the Bengals that second half, now I had under, I won. But I'm just saying, if I would have bet the Bengals to win the second half, that, see when Patrick Mahomes got that unnecessary roughness out of bounds, I would have been on the Bengals side of that. I never would have been on the Chiefs side of that, and then get that call for the easy field. Yeah, it just doesn't work like that. I know, but, but I don't think the NFL's rigged. Hell no, I don't think anyone that says that. I just don't. I don't think that it's rational. Think. How do you rig it? Unless, That's what I'm unless saying. it's the refs that make the bad calls to and that go can in their happen. Favor. That can happen. I'm not saying that, but I'm saying as far as the NFL and the owners conspiring to say, like, oh, make sure these make sure the Rams beat the Colts. I doubt I I just I don't know how any rational, logical person thinks that that's true. How do you become a ref? I mean, you can't be a, a fan of any team, right? Like you have to be completely neutral. That's fucking hard as hell. Well, it is, but that? I'm sure you're that they. Human. You're not human. If you're not yeah. a fan of a team, you're not fucking human. No, I'm like, sure. I'm not. sure they are, and you're I'm sure they like certain people more than others. Like I can guarantee you, there were refs that you know hated Donovan McNabb and loved Tony Romo. So they might be able to, you know, if they might give them a gimme call. Mm. But the, again, I don't. I don't. And, and yeah. You would never have any proof of that. No, because again, those calls they're subjective. I, I see. I, see. Not, I, mean, I said objective earlier. I meant to say subjective. Those are subjective calls. They are. They are. They are. They're objective too. Yeah. I mean, I guess they both both fit what I'm saying. Yeah, but, they are. They, they are. Yeah. They're objective too. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying though. So that's that's where I am with that. <laughs> yeah. NFL's not rigged. You can't rig that shit. No yeah. way. You can't rig a fucking helmet catch. You can't rig a, a great throw in the end zone like that. It's impossible. That, yeah, that too. And that's what I'm talking about because like the play to Santonio Holmes, the David Tyree catch. Like, how do you rig that? But the idiots on Twitter and all the social media are like buying it up. They're eating it up. Like it's like, no, bro. Like he was just fucking around. Like they even they even said it. Yeah. Right after. Yeah, he was legitimately joking, yeah. and it caught fire, and everybody started going crazy. Started doing it and started making the memes. Started making the memes like, oh yeah, like this is uh, uh the twenty seven uh, seventeen script of the Philadelphia Eagles with Nick Foles, and it had Carson Wentz slamming yeah, the, slamming yeah. the fucking uh, yeah. thing on the ground. Yeah, it's fucking awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's funny as shit. I, I enjoy that kind of content, yeah. but like, it's just not it's not true. I got you. All right, guys, thank you for tuning in tonight. I'm passing it off the theories, and we'll get back to you guys uh, uh, next Thursday. Thursday. Yeah, we're Thursday. off on we're off on Tuesday we're off night. On Tuesday. Thank you guys for hanging out with us. We appreciate all the love, support, and the comments. If you guys haven't done so already, please don't forget to like, subscribe, hit the notification bell on YouTube. We are also available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeart, Megaphone, Stitcher, and all that other shit. Also, follow us on all of our social platforms as you do not want to miss our daily content on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. And we will see you guys next Thursday at PI, baby. Go birds. Go birds. <laughs>